1: Football, Canton, Ohio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the College to Canton podcast—the perfect show for any and every college football and NFL fan. I'm your host Dave Onlico, joined as always by the OG, the man himself, Travis May. How are you, my good man?
2: I'm good, man. Just uh, trying to stay healthy. Uh, my voice is leaving me, uh, but that's okay. I'm still going to talk until I can't any longer. <laughs> and we'll talk some football. i uh, been under the weather. Uh, actually spent Thanksgiving in the hospital, unfortunately, yeah, with, my, man. with my one-year-old. Uh, he's okay now, but uh, sickness took us all down. So <laughs> it's good to be back uh, with you and talking football, because the college football season is over, but there's the work has just begun because uh, the offseason for that is here. NFL offseason is not even here. Playoffs, I guess, are here for fantasy, depending on the the league format. But, man, it's just so many things to talk about this time of year when it comes to college football, prospecting, and beyond.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's not to mention the fact that, like, for some schools, like, college football season just started. Like, I was at the store here, and I led just outside Boulder. I was in the store the other day, and there's CU Merch all over the place it's like uh christmas in december if you can imagine um it's been it's been ridiculous but people are excited about prime coming to town and with like this early this early like declarer and like uh, transfer portal stuff we uh
2: yeah we're getting started (laughs) it's amazing yeah that that is gonna be a lot of fun just to see how that plays out with dion and i mean that's been all over the news everywhere i'm sure people have seen all the all the videos of you know, him talking to the team and yeah, that, that, there's as his class starts to form, there's going to be so much more to talk about. And really, we could spend probably like three or four episodes just talking through all the players that have entered, entered the transfer portal in the last week, right. uh, which has made my job incredibly crazy. I've been tracking the portal uh for, of course, Mojo, uh the the first ever, you know, sports stock market with players and college football players. and And it's nuts, like already pacing beyond the 2021 numbers. Uh, through early December, like for December, like they're already about to the number last year for December. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: that's awesome, uh, man.
2: A little bit different, but uh, but yeah, let's let's jump into some of these college football players that had amazing seasons that have been rising and their NFL draft stock. That you know some of which will be draft eligible this next spring. Some won't be for a couple more years, a, a year out maybe. But uh, tons to talk about. I mean, last episode we talked a bunch. About quarterbacks uh, up and down the board, uh, so we'll we'll start off with a different position. Kind of mentioned a few of the quarterbacks, but definitely dive into that episode if you missed it. Uh, but let's talk about wide receivers first, because there's there's so many that I feel like even in a down year for wide receiver production among the people that we expected it from, there were still plenty of guys that saw their stock rise uh, pretty pretty drastically.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I am excited to talk through some of these guys because. A lot of them aren't aren't names we really had. Uh, I mean, they're names we knew, obviously, going into the season, but we didn't think about some of these players. Um, like, for example, a guy like Jalen Hyatt was the number two on his team. You know, we thought he was going to be uh, the guy next to Tillman getting some of the work, you know, but because of Tillman's injury, but then also because Hyatt's a boss, he ended up just making a name for himself and really um, like just vaulting himself into the top of the wide receiver conversation. And he's actually a guy I'd like to start with um, and just kind of hear some of your thoughts about him because um, I don't think any of us saw this coming.
2: Yeah. Prior to the season, we knew somebody was going to break out in a big way for Tennessee. And we, uh, we, we thought it was going to be again, Cedric Tillman because he was kind of the later breakout guy last year um, and, uh, you know, kill it down the stretch, but he wasn't healthy. And uh, you know, Vellis Jones, the 20,000 year old, it was gone. So uh, Jalen Hyatt steps up to the plate and hits a home run. I mean, like he just won the Blutnikoff award. So for the being the best wide receiver in the entire country, Uh, he has blazing, blazing speed, uh, an amazing modern day, like slot two way go perfection type prospect. Like he he fits the modern NFL perfectly. He probably wouldn't have gone uh, super early in drafts, maybe 10 years ago, but where the league is trying to press uh, vertically and win with speed, and win with separation, uh, he can do that really well. Press coverage, if you're a film guy, he has almost no reps uh, against press. And so <laughs> yeah. that's going to be the knock against him. That was also the knock against Justin Jefferson. The most popular knock against Justin Jefferson was lack of reps against press coverage. But he has no problem with uh, an inside release and burning people on on uh, the deeper stemmed routes. Uh, and, and then if you mix in the fact that he had 3.22 yards for team pass attempt, which is way... Above NFL draft pick average. Um, uh, he, he looks really incredible. I mean, like he had almost 20 yards for reception, you know, over twelve hundred yards on the season, 15 the touchdowns, which was tied for first in the country, uh, had a 37% dominator rating, which is you know, 37% of his team's overall receiving production, essentially. If you're not unfamiliar with that metric, everything. Check, 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 check. And he's gonna be a blazing fast guy at the combine. So he, I mean, like I think I don't know what when it was two or Three episodes ago, we did like a mock draft for next spring. I may have taken him, uh, maybe early round two or something like that. I think he's firmly uh, inside the top fifteen rookies this year in, in Super. Oh 5, yeah, uh, if not uh, higher than that now.
1: Hyatt than that now, yeah. Sorry, puns yeah. name name puns. I said Hyatt, not higher. Anyway, yo, yeah, yeah, I sure. I think it's crazy that an offense as explosive as Tennessee's having a thirty seven percent dominator is just unbelievable like mm-hmm. if it's like a anemic offense and you're like yeah alpha wide receiver he's gonna have a over a third of but man to do it on an offense like that was uh was was pretty was pretty crazy uh yeah.
2: because um, yeah, they, they typically i mean they, they spread it around a little bit more than that but uh not with him they were just like nope you're the guy obviously
1: has he has he um already said he's not playing in the bowl game
2: uh, i don't think he's on that list yet uh <laughs> yes he should be <laughs> Uh, it's oh very, you should it's, it's an extensive list you went way. with it, you used the word should
1: so you have i mean do you think that if someone's won for the nfl it's
2: not a playoff game you just sit i don't know i mean no if, you... my, if my quarterback is joe milton yeah <laughs> i mean milton has done okay by the way but um yeah i think it would be prudent to uh to do so because i mean he, he's probably a top 50 lock kind of pick and so yeah play it safe
1: I'm not. I'm not saying I. I disagree with you. No. I'm just surprised
2: to hear you. I'm surprised that you. You feel that way. I mean, I, I would like him to not. But yeah. I would never advise him to play. If right. I was actually, if I had his best interest in mind,
1: if you had some, if you had some mojo on stock on yes. him, yes.
2: you I might. You might recommend he sit on this one. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. if we're in that situation, it's like, am I really gonna risk? You know, like the difference in, in multiple millions of dollars in signing bonus, right? By playing in an extra game.
1: Well, you know who is going to play and- in an extra game, and, and you can be damn well sure about it is uh, Quentin Johnston. Um, I remember yes. when we were talking early in the season, we had, I think I'd just been burned on him in DFS for like the third week in a row, and um, I was like, man, I think it's done. Like I don't, I, I'm super concerned. What's going on? Um, And then ever since that moment, I think we talked about on the podcast, or maybe it was with um, uh, Matt when we were doing our DFS uh, show. But um, man, the last half of the year, he has turned it on and has been averaging over 100 yards a game, um, racking up scores. And uh, I think he's been a big part of this offense. Um, Where do you think, I mean, coming into the season, we were high on him. And then he had that dip to start the year. Do you think he's done enough The through the back half of the season to kind of vault him back to where we were hoping he would be. Has he done enough?
2: I think so. And I think, uh, for the people that really, you know, their their opinion is going to sway the ultimate uh, value for Quentin Johnston, the people that who are the draft Knicks, uh, who are already mocking him very high, I kind of assume he's going to be the wide receiver one off the board at this point. It's like him or Jordan Addison. Uh, and then like some people. Are still believers in Jackson Smith and Jigba, but that list is waning given considering how this year went it's, for him. It, it's Matt. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's wispy the kid. Well, no, I mean I'm, I'm still right there with Jackson Smith and Jigba as well. But with uh, as number one considering, I mean, he's in the mix for sure. Hmm. Uh some people have some size concerns. Oh, he's only a slot receiver. I don't care. This 2022, guys. Teams are hundred eleven percent personnel in some cases. Um, uh, but yeah, Quentin Johnson, 787 receiving yards. Uh, in five touchdowns in his final seven full games played this year, uh, really took over, uh, had a, a few uh, just monstrous performances. Uh, so team big wide receiver has another guy to, to put, you know, uh, give them hope, I guess, uh, as, as you know, the the old ex wide receivers uh, back in the day are, uh, we're seeing less and less of those, but Quentin Johnston, he really kind of reminds me, and I've said this multiple times, maybe on Twitter, some uh, on the show, of like a of like an early career AJ Green. Like he, he kinda has that, that vibe to him.
1: Yeah, and I mean he he's long too. Like he mm-hmm. I feel like when he's out there, he just looks like I mean, would you be able to produce like he has with like Max Duggins your quarterback? Like there's something to say about that. Like he, he can make some plays that a lot of receivers can't. I he uh, uses his body and his, his arm. Arm length to create separation. I watched a lot of TCU this year. Um yeah. I had a lot of TCU and, and DFS because they were always playing early. And uh, I had Kendra Miller going in just about every cash lineup this year, because uh, <laughs> he was cheap and he was beautiful. So um, but we don't have to talk about him right now. Uh let's uh let's talk about another guy who um the name is familiar. It's a guy we've had on our radar for a while, and I just think it's a bummer that he really he never really got the opportunity to have an a, an elite or even great good quarterback in college we were hoping Jurkovic would be that guy but just injuries just didn't allow it to happen uh Zay Flowers started off the year really really well when when Jurkovic was healthy um but that didn't last long and uh i mean he still produced but i would have loved to see what he could have done uh maybe under a bigger spotlight i don't know how many Average and uh, average college football fans know much about Boston College, you know. But uh, what are your thoughts on Zay Flowers? Can he overcome that? Um, do you think he has the potential um, to go in day probably not day one, day two?
2: Yeah, I, I do think so. Um, the, the one knock, just historically, that would be, uh, you know that would maybe uh, cause us to bet against that outcome being a, a day two pick would be the fact that he's he's actually it looks like he's attending the Shrine Bowl and, and instead of the Senior Bowl. But we have seen a shift in uh, recent years of more good players actually going to the Shrine Bowl. And this year, the Shrine Bowl actually does have NFL coaches. So I know in a few cases, uh, a couple of players who have committed have commented on the fact that their interest in that game was accentuated by the fact that they'll actually have real NFL coaches at that game. And it's actually in Vegas. so it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of fun, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's trending in a better direction. Uh, But that's the signal from that one variable is not going to scare me away. Because, I mean, he had, what, a 78 uh, reception year for over like almost 1,100 yards and 12 scores. And basically had a trash can throwing the ball uh, half the time. And uh, Jerkovic's not even good anyway. Uh, He's got some traits that are fun, but he's not an NFL quarterback. Uh, So, uh, but he does remind me of uh, a young Antonio Brown before he lost his mind. Um, And it is funny because he actually back in the day when he was still young, I think coming off of his true freshman season or maybe the year after that, he um, actually worked out with AB and some other wide receivers in Florida uh, for for quite some time. Um, And it kind of translated that very next season and he blew up and has done so for a few years now. So Zay Flowers is a really fun, twitchy, fast guy who separates and can win everywhere all over the field and does it with really bad quarterback play. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be a day two pick.
1: Yeah, um, I love that. I think that's amazing. Um, while you were talking, it it kind of reminded me of a of another player. Um, I don't know why I was thinking about him, um, but someone who decided to stay for another year in a uh, Keishawn Boutte. I, I just was thinking about him while you were talking, and I was curious if you where you think Boutte would have um, landed if he uh, would have declared. Where I know this is not on the show sheet. I just wanted I would to not get... have
2: been around one wide receiver. Um, his year was so up Do you so think and down. he might be able to become one still? Absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he just uh, early in the year. I mean, when you have what two ankle surgeries in the offseason, I can't imagine you're going to be the same player coming back right. immediately. And I don't think he was for at least half the year. Around the midpoint of the year, his stats started to uptick a little bit. Um, but Malik Na- Malik Neighbors actually uh, produced him even. Right. On the stretch. So, didn't even look like the best wide receiver on his own team, so uh, yeah, there was there was going to be a lot of questions uh, surrounding him, and maybe even his his medicals uh, with the back to back ankle surgery. So yeah. come back. Sorry, that right. was he's going to get not on the a show sheet big nil bag. No, it's okay. It's a great one because it was just uh, it just came out that he did go back to school. It's very topical. So yeah, uh, that was surprising to some. It was not surprising to me, given how the year went, and given the fact that he can make a bag of money right uh, at LSU yeah um, so he, yeah he'll be just fine yeah so
1: um real quick travis uh, we're gonna do a little behind the curtain here uh your yeah. voice is still sounding strong and sounding like it's about 85 percent however my computer is down to 35 percent uh so let's keep rolling here uh move along quickly um any other 2023 uh wide receivers you want to talk about
2: uh, yeah i mean rashi rice is going to the senior bowl could be the best wide receiver at the senior bowl this year smu First. yeah Yeah, SMU guy, probably better than his teammate, Danny Gray, who actually went round three this year. He doesn't have the trump card speed, I think, that Danny Gray has, but he's a more well-rounded player. Uh, So I think he could stick. Had, you know, almost 100 catches, 1,300-plus yards, 10 touchdowns. Was third in the nation in receiving yards, second in receiving yards per game. Uh, Nathaniel Dell of Houston, absolutely crazy year. First in uh, receiving yards per game, sorry. Um, tied for the receiving touchdown mark with Jalen Hyatt, who we mentioned earlier, has all the metrics going for him. Uh fringe day two kind of guy. Trey Palmer, Nebraska. You uh, talked had- about him right before he kind of blew up, and- too. Oh, yeah. He was he was set to explode. Um, Casey Thompson was very complimentary of him even coming into the year. Had a 40% dominator rating this year. That's amazing. Uh, so exploded, exploded. And he's going to have some. He's going to test really well. So he could sneak into day two uh, as well. Uh, 2023 guys, that's, that's that's all I got. But we, we've got some 2024 guys, a couple of obvious names Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka, both 1,000 plus yards. Amazing the year, both with at least nine touchdowns. Harrison with a better metric profile, 32% dominator, 3.09 yards for team pass attempt, which again, that's already above all the thresholds we want to see. Ibuka uh, is really close. And playing for Ohio State, you, you just don't have the same peaks, typically, because you're sharing with another first-rounder most years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, those you, like, are the you like out. Harrison better, right? I do. Uh, he's the wide receiver one for 2024. Uh, he'd be the wide receiver one this year.
1: Yeah, I, I know.
2: Oh, man. Even some of his catches
1: that aren't catches are amazing. Like, he'll have a mm-hmm. foot out of bounds or something like that. And you're like, geez, my God, that dude is amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, I like I like him a lot, too. Um, yeah, he'd be the top –
2: Top 12-ish pick this year, yeah, yeah, he's crazy. Dominic Lovett, uh, Missouri, he's in the transfer portal. He was a thirty percent dominator kind of wide receiver. Uh, people kind of missed out on that because they were pumped about Luther Burden, but he, uh,
1: oh he's no, no, get excited about. I, I we rode Lovett in some some DFS this year. You better believe good. it. <laughs> really
2: good, yeah, and Malik Neighbors. I mentioned him already. A twenty twenty four eligible guy, but. Uh, had over 20% dominator and I produced Keisha Boutte, who we're more excited about. So he needs to amp up his metric profile. But they'll probably, I don't think Jaden Daniels is going to be the guy for LSU next year. Uh, some way they're going to find a way to get Garrett Nussmeyer uh, in that job. He he could have won it this year. Jaden Daniels needs to move on. He's done all he can do to prove that he's ready to go to the NFL. So I hope he declares getting Nussmeyer in there because he looked incredible uh, in the SEC championship game uh, in the town that we saw it.
1: Yeah. Um, I have nothing to add. I, I am curious to hear, uh, some of your thoughts on, um, the, the dudes that are, um, million miles away, uh, 2025 class. Um, yeah, <laughs> you got your, you got your, uh, your Locked Kentucky loading, boy, man. your Kentucky boy, uh, burying first round Brown. I like that yep. a lot. Burying um, first
2: round Brown. Lock yeah, up,
1: man. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Um, I love that you, you mentioned that, issue. like, how, how unfortunate it is that he had Will Levis throwing him the ball. But Will Levis is, uh, is what's his name's uh, ESPN boy, um, Mel Kuiper. He's number two quarterback.
2: <laughs> I swear. <these laughs> number guys, two like, quarterback. Hey, like, how do you? Do these things. Um, <sighs> it's just, yeah, we can get into that in a later date. But Barry first round Brown is actually a Nashville kid. Uh, He was uh, he was a a Tennessee football phenom like most people that follow high school football knew who he was because uh, he returned like over a third of his kick returns for touchdowns I think as a true sophomore and started turning heads and no one ever kicked to him again Uh, but he became like an all-purpose weapon that was just unstoppable uh, in high school and turned down Bama was like nah I think I'm just gonna go UK and become the guy year one and he did (laughs) so uh, pretty cool. Shared the load with Dane Key, also a teammate of UK, who also got a twenty percent dominator for them. Uh, really solid start for both those young Kentucky wide receivers. I just hope that Graham Mertz doesn't ruin them ruin them next year because Graham Mertz apparently is headed to transfer to Kentucky right now. Uh, but uh, that's not great. Is that
1: the best they can do? I mean,
2: that's that, a totem- that sounds a totem- really,
1: <laughs> that sounds really mean. Yeah, um, it does. But and, you know what I but you know what I mean. <laughs> you
2: don't disagree. Yeah. No, I mean I, I would rather them just give Destin Wade a shot. Who was their QB three this year? True freshman. He's also another Tennessee kid uh, who was a ridiculous dual threat. He'd be much better, in my opinion, uh, than Graham Mertz. Again, Destin Wade. I put it in sharpie. Uh, yeah, better than Graham Mertz. There we go. Uh, oh.
1: Another guy who um, kind of similar to. I mean, please take this with a grain of salt as just as Q uh, as Quentin Johnson had a slow start and then got got rolling uh, another guy whose name we all knew had a real slow start and then finally got rolling a little bit was Evan Stewart of Texas a and uh, mm-hmm. once Connor we- Wegman was in was in place and even a little bit before then uh, Stewart started to come on a little bit uh had a 22 percent dominator rating which I was kind of surprised to, to see on the show sheet here um what are your thoughts on him um uh, Texas A&M, in, in general, I'd love to hear your thoughts on. They just landed a uh, five-star running back commit. Uh, but to me, being a running back at Texas A&M or an offensive lineman is different than being a wide receiver. Do you think he actually sticks around for his entire career?
2: I do because he's going to be the guy uh, every year that he's there. And I think his, his role is going to continue to grow. A couple guys already transferred out. So I think he's just going to you know, gel and, and continue to grow with Connor Whiteman, the five-star Who's clearly the guy looked good who, looked He good. looked good. And especially that old miss game was like four, four touchdowns or something. So um there's a really fun connection. I lost money on that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Texas A&M was rough, but uh I think if if it is going to be redeemed or fixed by anyone, it's going to be Ruben Owens, who just committed there to be a freshman next year, who is a five star automatic, you know, running back one in the country type player for, uh, well, at, at the running back position anyway, um, for next year. And so he decommitted from Louisville, moved over to Texas A&M. He saw, hey, you're giving 23 touches to De- Devin A. Chang. Uh, yeah, sign me up for 23 plus touches a game. Uh, I'll, d- I'll do that any day. And so, yeah, Evan Stewart could could fix it could, um, with kind of Weigman. But uh, Jimbo Fisher will find a way to ruin things. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's talk about probably uh,
1: your favorite. This is my assumption. Um, who yeah. I think this guy is your favorite. Maybe you don't think he has the highest. Nah, I'm not going to put any words in your mouth. When I hear you talk, I feel like you
2: love Antonio Williams. Antonio, yeah, absolutely, man. I think I was quoted <laughs> as saying uh, Antonio <laughs> Williams is going to be this year's Xavier Worthy. And had DJU not been the quarterback for Clemson this year, I, I that can't. Been the
1: case. I can't just blame it on DJU. That offensive coaching staff is oh yeah trash. i mean the offensive
2: coaching staff should all be somewhere else um maybe a high school football team but really bad but hey kate gudnick looked great went 20-24 to 24, uh for 279 and in, in the, the last game for them um and didn't even play the whole thing so maybe he cleans it up but who, who, the are, they,
1: who are they playing in that game i can't remember <laughs> uh
2: north carolina the, like the worst defense the <laughs> worst oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 just checking yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, uh, who was it that just hopped in the portal? I think it was EJ Williams hopped in the portal. Um, you know, he he kind of didn't do much this year, but and they had a
1: bunch of dudes uh, jump last already, year too.
2: Yeah, Davis Allen's already he's going in Senior Bowl, so less targets going to the tight end maybe next year. Uh, Nagata could commit to the NFL here this year, and but in, I mean anyway, I mean like Antonio Williams was the wide receiver one. As yeah. A true freshman, so I didn't get the you know Xavier Worthy kind of season, but we did get a, a true freshman breakout, like not, you know about 20% of the receiving production for them, and uh, was the lead guy and is clearly the lead guy moving forward, and is the only guy who can create separation on the team right now, right at the wide receiver position. So, uh, really like Antonio Williams, a couple other true freshmen. Uh, Tet, I always just call him Tet McMillan. And uh, Luther Burden over at Missouri; those two guys were around twenty percent of receiving production. McMillan, I would have loved to see Jacob Cowing, his really productive wide receiver one teammate, move on to the NFL, but he's coming back, so that really. Oh, he is um, Sorry, but...
1: Jaden Delora is still going to be there, so yeah, all, yeah. So he's all got, it, as well. Yeah, yeah Jaden Delora room. is a baller. Like he is, he is ridiculous. On. Oh, is. I yeah. hate playing against him. He's just terrifying. Like. Usually it doesn't work out well for him, but every once in a while he catches lightning in a
2: bottle and Dude, he's... you're just, you're not beating him that night. No. And it's, it's just so much fun, but Ted McMillan, Arizona, Luther burden, Mizzou, uh, really helped their stock and Luther burden. Again, his wide receiver one competition just left town in Dominic Levitt. So, right. Uh, good news for him, or at least he's in the portal. He's probably going to move on. Um, but yeah, but I think Missouri that's...
1: needs a quarterback though. Um,
2: yeah, Brady cook. Wasn't the guy, um, Sam Horn, could actually still go the baseball route, uh, but uh, that would be good for him to actually go into the starter, maybe.
1: But I think, um, I think they get, I think they get a, a quality transfer in there. Like, I, yeah, like I'd Slovis. love,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> Austin Reed, baby. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna will it to happen.
2: Yeah, Let, let's, anyway. let's see it. But hey, how about a word from our sponsors and then we'll hit up the other positions? Sounds good. Okay.
1: All right, we're back, and we can't talk about running backs without just starting out with the best running back prospect we've seen uh, in a few years with Bijan Robinson. Um, I'm really excited for. I have zero shares actually going into the season, and I'm not finishing yeah. in in uh, worst place in any leagues so far. So I'm gonna have zero Bijan, and I'm not happy
2: about it. <laughs> no, I, I'm not either. Actually, I, I just uh, couldn't actually end up with him anywhere he was already going as the running back one last year right (laughs) at least this spring and so it was tough but he's seriously widened the gap by maybe a really wide margin right uh in terms of proving that he is the running back one overall and no one else is remotely close
1: i wonder Uh, what the odds are gonna be you know you can always like take the like minus 120 on first running back taken or whatever like it's gonna be like minus.
2: 650 or something for Bijan. Yeah, like be absurd. Th- there's, there's going to be no, no value. <laughs> Basically, zero chance anyone else gets before him. um Like, I like Gibbs. I like Bigsby. I like a few of the other guys, but man, I'm not. No, it's going to be Bijan, and he might go early around. I don't I really know. Uh, but we, he we, he could be the exception and go early best, round. best
1: running back since? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. That's putting you on the spot.
2: Best, I mean, just from a prospecting standpoint, I guess, since. uh I don't know, JT was pretty perfect. Um and before that mm-hmm. Barkley was pretty perfect.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Saquon, but I forgot about JT, so.
2: Yeah, JT was near perfect. Uh, Barkley was near perfect, McCaffrey was near perfect. But, you know, so if he's in that if he's in that Yeah, in yeah, not bad. Not yeah, bad.
1: So I'm trying to I'm trying to look up on DraftKings if they have any uh NFL draft props
2: la- yet. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't. No have a degenerate oh yeah uh rb1 uh he would be rb negative one if that was possible right yeah but i mean besides that i mean like we could talk about the obvious names like bigsby and uh, evans disappointed a little bit but didn't really help himself this year anyway uh we could talk about a few other guys like that are obvious ones like gibbs but i think guys that really help themselves that could be top five to seven running backs in the class i mean a chain is way up in the mix we don't have to get into him he's he was carrying the entire AM team by himself, uh, but Charbonnet Zach Charbonnet. I want you to talk about him. Because yeah, he's baby, your crush. But to me, I mean, like he might have worked into like the top five ish, five to seven ish conversation at this point, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm the wrong dude to ask because I was pounding this drum like when he transferred to UCLA because I was so excited about just like like the dude is a freak athlete. Like he's long. He's strong. He's fast. He, he is just everything like he is a big dude who can run. And I, I just love him so much. Um, and so, yeah, seeing him get this kind of buzz has been really fun um, because I think he totally deserves it. And uh, UCLA's offense was uh, absolutely a, a blast to watch. And he's he was highlighted in such a unique way where he was able to take on a lot of the offense just like, you know, uh, DTR did as well, where he ran a lot, but being able to get utilized um, in the passing game, also um, stretch running uh, a lot of zone concepts in their run game, which uh, allow you to really see his burst, which I think is going to be a a different, a different factor from him, especially how, how, how big he is. So I think, I think it's amazing to hear it. I would love to see him go early just because, uh, I've gotten so many wrong. <laughs> Eno Benjamin. Although maybe time has uh, shown that I wasn't totally off on Eno. Yes,
2: <laughs> maybe he works, works into some touches this year. Yeah. But uh, I mean, seriously, Zach Charbonnet was a high pedigree guy coming in, uh, just didn't get the role he wanted at Michigan, goes to UCLA and is immediately a feature, blows up immediately for them, uh, decides to come back somewhat surprisingly this year and just smashes almost 1,700 yards from scrimmage. Amazing. Uh, like almost 40 catches. Um, by the way, over four yards per carry uh, after contact. Like, yeah, that's, I love that's that. Like, dude's I mean,
1: big. The dude's big and strong.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, he plays. He plays like it too. He he plays incredibly strong. So I really like uh, Zach Charbonnet, and so I, I think um, you know he he feels like at this point a day two pick.
1: I love that. I love that so much. A dude who's not big. Uh, but probably is strong and sure the hell is fast. Who also had um, just an obscene amount of total yards is a deuce Vaughn running back case state over 1800 yards uh, from scrimmage. Um, Of course, a lot of that in the passing game, he had over 40 receptions. Uh, Do you think size is going to be uh, a knock on him? Do you think he can um, be anything more than a, a
2: PPR flex? When we're talking about fantasy football? I mean, I was I was concerned as to like, what can he really do to even help his stock this year? Because we, we kind of know who he is, right? He's this yeah. perfect offensive weapon who just separates um, to the edge and he makes people miss in space and it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, and, and he really is just, if there's, I mean, and we've been saying this for three years. If there's going to <laughs> be another darren sproles ever yeah it's going to be deuce vaughn and so same school same kind of crazy production and he did it earlier than sproles did Uh, he's not quite as thick as sproles i think was when, like the pro version of sproles uh but maybe he adds a little bit of weight and keeps that explosiveness i'm not really sure but he is too good to not make a team so he's going to make a team but i'm not sure like if he's going to be ever more than like what we enjoyed out of like a James white. Sure. Which,
1: which again, there's, there's value. (laughs) There's value to being a PPR flex. (laughs) Like we all need those running backs, you know? So definitely not a problem. A a dude I mentioned earlier when we were talking about TCU is Kendra Miller. Um, DFS darling, as far as I'm concerned, but do you think, do you think he can uh, continue that uh, in, in the pros?
2: Uh, I, I think he might. I mean, because, like, what, he had almost 1,500 yards from scrimmage this year, 17 touchdowns, like, the hype train was rolling, and now he's he's going to make it to the college football playoff. Uh, so, man, he's got a prime opportunity now. Uh, if he can actually do anything, or just look good at all, uh, imagine, like, think about, like, what Trey Sermon did for his stock, Right. Going yeah. into the college football playoff. Having one amazing game basically got him day two cap. <laughs> like, that's day two capital. And so, um, yeah, Kendry Miller has prime opportunity right now he's an electric runner really fast guy yeah uh showed more balance to his game this year and um, powerful too always falls forward <laughs> you know like yes, he does always he falls forward. yeah i think he get i i, I think he get the touchdown by the way and the big 12 championship oh yes yeah. <laughs> I, I think he of, yeah uh, but uh you know that's 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 neither here nor there but um yeah great opportunity for him to really pop throughout bowl season throughout both Maybe both games of the college football playoff if TCU gets lucky enough.
1: Right. uh, And another guy kind of in that same vein. Oh, no. Hmm. Say Blake Corum, but Blake Corum's done for the year. No.
2: Yeah, he's Uh, done, which is really unfortunate because he's been – he was on fire. He should have never been inside the Heisman conversation, but uh, he did really well because he played for Michigan.
1: Do you think – do you think that he – because, I mean, Hassan Haskins last year – had production, more touchdowns than yards. Um, do you think Blake Corum can actually uh, overcome getting this, this injury late in the season, get decent capital, find himself uh, in a, on a team where he's making a relevant difference to fantasy yeah. lineups?
2: I think he's a fringe day two guy. Um, I think some mocks will have him earlier than that because they, they watched Michigan, but um, yeah, I think it's a fringe day two guy that could work into one B role. And, yeah, you, uh, you so, know, that's not super sexy, but like, that's just like where the, the, the modern game is for most running backs at this point. If you could buy him low
1: in a Debbie league, is that something that you would recommend doing over the offseason?
2: Yeah, I would. Because <laughs> like, I think there's going to be some dips when he can't show out, maybe because of the injury, um, like throughout some of the pro- I don't know what it's going to be like timeline wise, but the, if he's limited throughout his process and his, his stock is wavering, yeah, I'd check it out.
1: Yeah. Uh dude who had uh, the game of the freaking year, Izzy Aba Abanekanda. I will always struggle, and I apologize. No, um
2: it's real abanakanda, abanaconda, whatever.
1: Pit running back who uh just I can't even remember all the numbers from that game. Uh, was it six touchdowns? Um it oh, was yeah. stupid. Um, but do you think he uh what do you what do you think about him? What are your thoughts? Um, uh, and then uh, we can get to some of the I mean, he
2: finished, like, crazy this year. I mean, his stats were through the roof because, well, Pitt couldn't get anything else going, basically. Um, Absolute zero as a receiver, which is concerning. Uh, But he had, like, six back-to-back-to-back, like, 110-plus-yard rushing games, including that 320-yard game with six touchdowns against Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech's just bad. But 320 yards. Yeah. (laughs) And he did it, like the 36 carries and somehow got zero catches on that game. Like, come on, man. <laughs> um, it just reminds me of like AJ Dillon back in the day. He's obviously not as thick, but uh, I think people are going to be on high on him. He runs really fun and angry and um, he, he's pretty balanced outside of the receiving game. Uh, so I, I don't think because of that uh, and he doesn't have like the crazy power thing going for him that Dillon did. I, I don't think he has day two capital on the cards, but round four wouldn't surprise me for him.
1: Yeah. Any other running backs you want to talk about? I mean, I feel bad not talking about chase Brown because he's just an all awesome Chase season Brown in was Illinois. amazing. Yeah.
2: Illinois carried them. And he was the only thing that they had going for most of the, most well, the especially time. after DeVito got injured. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he was really leaned on. Um, so Bravo to him. Uh, to me, he's, he's around four ish uh, fringe day two ish guy. There's a bunch of guys that are in that conversation. But, I mean, not all these guys can go inside day two. Right. Inside uh, so Chase Brown might not for me either. Uh, Trey Benson would be really fun if he actually decides to declare this year. Oregon uh, running back? Uh, well, former Oregon running back, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, once a duck, always a duck.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> you know that stat I mentioned earlier, yards uh, after contact per carry uh, for Zach Charbonnet? Yeah, I mean, Char- Charbonnet had over over four yards, 4.15 yards. After contact per carry, Trey Benson led the entire country. Put Florida State on his back uh, with 4.76 yards per carry after contact. It's crazy. Year. And if you compare that to anybody on the team, like nobody else was doing that on, on a consistent basis. Like he was, he was the guy. Yeah, uh, and so that shows has, you that
1: it's not just about the competition. It's yeah, about it's not the player. Just,
2: exactly. It's not just the offensive line that's setting him up for that. He makes that happen. Um, and to to me, he, I, uh, I think the fit would be important. Uh, he did a lot of, uh, I, I don't think he would fit like a really great zone like scheme. I think he really finds he follows the, the the play design really well, and and then outside of that, outside of that can make people miss and bounce off yeah. the contact even through the the play design. If that makes sense, um, not you know crazy stats because. Florida state just spread things out early on and um, they, they like to work with three running backs, but still had almost a thousand rushing yards and had like seven yards per carry, by the way. Um, so really impressive year for him. Uh, hope, hope somehow he, he works his way into top 100 ish capital. Um, just really fun recovery for him too. kind of a cool story. Him, rec- I, we won't go into it, but uh, cool story with him. If he does actually succeed, like he could have just retired from football But instead, he had one of the best seasons in the country.
1: Yeah. Um, I want to pivot on to a a personal sad story for myself Um, regarding a 2024 running back. I was trying to make a push in one of the leagues that we're in. It's a college to Canton league, and I ended up moving Donovan Edwards and and some pieces for, for Kyler Murray. Uh, but Donovan Edwards now looks amazing and he is uh in the spotlight for Michigan because you know Michigan's game plan is going to be to continue to run the football um and he has been doing it just just so well filling in for Blake Corum um and even before Blake Corum went out he he was he was playing well so now he's got his uh his opportunity and then he's got next year as well uh do you think he could push a Rocket Sanders or a Will Shipley uh, to be the number one, or do you already have him penciled in? as Trevion uh, Peterson? <laughs> no, who? Dude, I was kind of disappointed with Trevion this year. I'm going to be honest. Well, he um, wasn't healthy uh, a lot
2: at the time, so I'm not. Gonna, I'm still
1: not allowed gonna... to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. You, I know, I know, I know. He but just always. Donald um, yeah. I, I mean, he's better than Blake Corum. Like, it, it's cool that like they want to help uh, Corum get drafted and and fed him like they did, and Corum's good himself. But Donald Edwards. Was a fringe five star kind of player coming into the process, and we knew his upside was immense. Um, and he really answered the call, like even in limited action last year, had one ten reception game <laughs> as a true freshman, and then shows up and has back to back one hundred and eighty plus yard games here to end the season that basically carries Michigan to the college football playoff. Like, holy cow! Like that's that's incredible, and and I can't imagine like in, in the spots where I have him in my leagues, it's going to be so much fun just to see him. Uh, go off next year for maybe even more yards than we just saw Blake Coram go off for. Um, so, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a potential 1,800 plus yard guy next year. Yeah, and I so, was yeah, bummed. I think he's in the mix for running back one overall.
1: I was bummed to lose him. I did get Antonio Williams in that deal too. But another guy that you've been really high on who's climbed your boards based on his production this year is Arkansas's uh, Rocket Sanders, Raheem Sanders. Um, absolutely stellar year. On a uh, an offense that uh, needed him to be stellar, because um, especially when KJ Jefferson was injured, um, mm-hmm. I I was nervous to use Rocket Sanders in DFS a few weeks because of it, and I was foolish because he continued to produce week in week out.
2: Yeah, huge year from him. I think we were high on him coming into the season. We were really high on him. And a couple of times we've done some mock drafts, still in the running back one conversation. Maybe the running back one. Uh, safest projection for 2024, but I think there could be a few guys that compete for that spot for sure. At this point, I mean, Will Shipley—you mentioned him as another one, uh, 1300 plus yards from scrimmage, 15 touchdowns, and should have better quarterback. He should
1: do you think he should transfer?
2: I mean, no, I don't think so now because Clemson runs the he ball. Doesn't so have dang much. I don't think Kl- Klubnik will sap his rushing totals as much, and so I think Shipley could be the focal point of the entire offense outside of Antonio Williams next year. And those two would be the only playmakers that shouldn't transfer because I think the team is invested in yeah. investing in them. <laughs> and right. so Shipley, I think, should stay. Antonio Williams should stay. Everyone else, I'm not so sure. Um, mm. But yeah, one other 2024 name that's kind of a deep cut, Carson Steele out of Ball State, um, like a nobody in terms of recruiting, but had a huge year, 1,700-plus yards from scrimmage, and he is in the transfer portal right now. So he could That's fun. see an upgrade. He could move be that G5 to P5 uh running back and be a day 3 pick eventually but um let's talk about some true freshmen here before we round things out with just a few quarterbacks and tight ends and sign off
1: yeah, let's do it. Um, I think, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, Zach Evans kind of disappointing this year, and I don't know if he disappointed as much as Quinshon Judkins just kind of showed everyone who he was this year. Uh, I thought it was interesting when Nick Saban um, was asked about him. I was like, yeah, I kind of wish we would have pushed for him more because that dude can play. Um, and uh, he sure could. And, and, and what a year. Um, 1,600 yards from scrimmage as a true freshman. Unbelievable. Um, and especially in a backfield that... Uh, Let's not forget, yeah, Zach Evans came in, but they brought in Ulysses Bennett, who, yeah, he was banged up for part of the year, but even when he was healthy, uh, Judkins was playing ahead of him, you know, Um, and and Bentley had been very successful at SMU. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Judkins was one of the best running backs in the country, and to come in as a true freshman and put up 1,600 yards and 17 scores, sharing the backfield with another player who might go in the top 50 picks in the NFL draft is insane. I'm not sure, I haven't checked it, but I'm not sure that's ever happened before that's <laughs> just i mean that, that's insane that he's been able to do to do that so i mean he should be the running back one uh for 2025 agree yeah um like even over i mean i, I like nick singleton and i think he's going to be in that mix too but judkins is that dude now so right
1: yeah and then um uh damian martinez is a guy i'd like to hear your thoughts on uh for oregon state uh he kind of blew up his first huge game was that game against uh Colorado where he just mm-hmm. mauled and uh, it was, As you it was against Colorado. That right. Was right. <laughs> but uh, it was a, uh, it was quite a sight to behold. Um, I was at a bar that night actually watching uh, an abs game. It was like opening night for the abs. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a few diehard CU fans and they were just cheering every time we tackled him before he scored. <laughs> like that was, what was making people excited because the dude was just destroying CU. Yeah
2: um really cool to see him break out because i mean he was somebody that we liked just based on the opportunity and uh i think a lot of people who were who who follow the game really closely were higher on oregon oregon state overall this year and um when they actually showed to be a healthy potent offense even when they didn't even have a healthy potent quarterback (laughs) um that was just impressive and it was mainly due to the success of the offensive line and damian martinez just shredding people up. So over six yards, um, like six and a half yard is uh, yards ish per touch for him this year, which is um, salad marks for a true freshman. And, you know, over a thousand yards as a true freshman. Uh, so I'd love to see him break out even more next year. I, I'm not as apt to rank him um, as like a lock for day two capital or anything, but uh, he's, he's impressed early for sure. Uh, I actually like Jaden not a little bit more than him uh, out of California. I was really high on him as a uh, freshman prospect. Just got sniped in a couple spots in a couple leagues, which was super frustrating. Um, but, hey, that, that happens uh, when you play with uh, some savvy folks. But uh, California, true freshman, Jaden Ott, running back uh, 1,200 yards, play over 1,200 yards from scrimmage as a true freshman for them, was basically the entirety of the offense uh, there uh, for most of the early year. So really fun to see him blow up. And then Richard Reese is like the next dude's fun. Like he's super small. He was fun. He was. He was super electric. I mean, he's like, I don't think he's 180 pounds, but man, he's he's super, super fast.
1: I'm 180 pounds, but I'm not fast at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got, I'm at 8%, Travis. What do you want to do from here? You want to try to speed run? We did so much on quarterback last time. Do you want to just kind of hit some tight ends and uh, wrap it up?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we like, we can just speed roll through it here, but I mean, it's just obvious top five for twenty twenty three for quarterbacks. It's 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 Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Hinton Hooker, Anthony Richardson. The battle for QB six is what's going to be up in the air. Like, is that Jaron Hall? Is it Max Duggan? Is it Bo Nix? Certainly, is not Tanner McKee, who just declared. Uh, even though some people want to still mock him up there, yeah. Good luck with that. Um, and then 2024 is looking crazy deep now that some people are returning to school like Michael Penix Jr., K.J. Jefferson, Jordan Travis, adding to the list that was already impressive with Caleb Williams, Drake May, J- J.J. McCarthy, Jackson Dart, Quinn Ewers. Uh, the class um, looks really, really deep now. So you, that's you, you 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 mispronounced the name there. It's Drake-mazing. Drake-mazing. drake Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Um, but yeah, tight ends are intriguing because there aren't any good ones in the NFL, basically. Uh, there's like two. Um, and then a half if, uh, <laughs> you know, if we're don't hoping. Say, that don't I'll say it. Nope. Up, but... You know,
1: that, that name <laughs> shall not be spoken anywhere on <laughs> oh, this man. podcast.
2: Yeah. Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and then I don't really know. Aiden uh, Hurst. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I just have no idea. But Michael Mayer declared. So that's cool. Yes, back that's to awesome. back 800 plus receiving yard seasons. And he didn't win the Mackey Award either one of those years. What? That's crazy. Like that's. I mean that's nuts. Like and to to basically be the entirety of the Notre Dame passing attack this year, uh, playing with a backup quarterback and is still do as well as he did. Yeah, um, five star talent uh, as a recruit, and then he smashes like great. So seems he's probably going to be a first round pick. But I'm not not rating him, ranking him super high in dynasty leagues right now. But uh, he reminds me of Zach Ertz. I mean, I think that was the comp for him even coming in as a as a prospect. Right. So
1: that sounds fine with fine by me. Yeah, he's like That's, he's good at
2: everything. He's not going to yeah. be the fastest. Like he's going to be like a four seven five guy and still stick and still be a first rounder. So <laughs> Yeah, uh, but Brock Bowers, is surprise surprise. He's still the tight end one overall for Devi. Uh, has a down year and still has over seven hundred receiving yards and six scores as uh, Georgia's tight end lead tight end. He uh, did have some. I, yeah.
1: yeah, he had some Russian in production too, though, which is crazy for a tight end. Yeah, him, and he had but... that
2: one crazy, crazy like acrobatic catch yeah uh, i guess Florida. that was nuts but uh part of the reason that hit that his uh, production did see a dip though is that they actually got really creative with multiple tight end sets and actually started passing the ball to darnell washington yeah a uh, teammate of his six seven, 270 pounds but to me he, he his speed scares me i think he could test really slow but if he's wise and has a good agent he's gonna shed some weight just like jelani woods did just for the combine get his get his 40 time down and then add it on and be that six seven two seventy monster when he gets to the pros that can just throw people around. Um, yeah, but he, you know he he had, he had some decent receiving production four hundred plus yards two catch, two catches like they found the end zone. But um, do you do you have any thoughts on Dalton Kincaid or Jatavian Sanders like Kincaid of Utah, Texas? Jatavian I did Sanders. want to talk
1: about J T Sanders a bit. I mean, and Kincaid, I can talk about Kincaid yeah. too, but um, I like J T Sanders um, quite a bit. He uh, he really does look like a wide receiver when he lines up, uh, the way he runs his routes, uh, the way he cuts. Um, I think he's I think he's going to be really good. I think another year um, with Quinn Ewers is going to be uh, phenomenal as well. So I think he uh, has the potential to really uh, become. I don't know. I mean, I think he could become uh, a valuable asset to have in in Devi leagues if, if you're especially in a tight end premium. Not necessarily because he's going to be amazing, as much as because, like you said before, there's just so so many teams that are desperate for tight end help, and I I think he could provide that.
2: Yep, I really like Jatavian Sanders. He was a top 20 overall recruit in his class when he came in, and had a really good year this year, almost 600 receiving yards and five scores, and was like the wide receiver two essentially for them at times. Yeah, throughout the year, so really, really impressive. Just a fluid runner. Uh, good enough at blocking already and needs to improve, but I uh, really like him uh, high pedigree, high talent level could be a first round pick really. And then Dalton Kincaid is going to really impress throughout the the process.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's up there. The, the the
2: potential's there. The potential. Yeah. But uh, it, it, what's interesting to me is Kincaid played one year of high school football, <laughs> you know, and then he just like doesn't get like any offers um he has to go to like san diego or something early on and uh, works his way to utah and then has almost 900 receiving yards this year like that's nuts
1: yeah it's crazy and uh and that was a a tight end room that um you know is a pretty deep tight end room like they've got kuthi or however you say his name there too and uh kincaid really able to uh to separate himself i think he could be uh really fun like you said Still pretty new to the whole thing too. So who knows where the growth can take him um, uh, moving forward. Any yeah. anyone else?
2: That's all the time we got today before? No. No, I don't think so. Cause your laptop's about to die. So four percent, baby. So. We're we're living we're living so close to the sun. Stay um, staphon. Thank you for uh, joining me again. It's been good talking to y'all. Yeah, man. Absolutely. We'll be back with college football goodness, NFL goodness, and plenty more uh, as the offseason approaches uh, and and we prep for draft season. But uh, until next time, thanks for joining us for another College to Canton podcast. You can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. Stay fun, LeCo for stay fun, and you guys uh, take care.